Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Paralabanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Kuf Mem Tet in Perek Shoel. We will begin on Daf Kuf Mem Chet on the bottom. The Mishnah says the following Mone Adam et Orchota et Orchav. Person can count his gets. And his uh, uh, dishes, his um, courses, from his mouth. But he can't read it from a list. Person could have a set number on the Shulchan. A person who is mapis, making a raffle. There's a lot of raffle off different uh, portions. As long as he doesn't do a big one opposite a small one, which means he can't say you'll get, you'll get a bigger one, you'll get a smaller one. is allowed to make a raffle on Kodashim by Yom Tov, which means that if there's a Korban, and at the, after the Korban is over, the, there's portions of food to be given out to the Kohanim, the Kodashim, it is allowed to be raffled off only if it was slaughtered on Yom Tov. But if they have stuff that was slaughtered from before Yom Tov, you're not allowed to have a raffle because they could have done it from before Yom Tov. The Gemara will explain all these things. Says the Gemara on the top of Kuf Memtet. My Taima, what's the reason why when you're setting up the table, you're allowed to make a count verbally, but not from something written? Rabibi Amar, Gzera Shema Yimchok. Rabibi says, we're, it's a gizera, we're afraid that you might erase. So if you have a something on a, on a list, you might erase that. Abai Amar, Gzera Shema Yimchok. Abaya says that with the Gezira, that maybe you're going to read Shtarei um, Hedyotot, that you're not allowed to read on Shabbat. The rabbis made it a sur to read regular um, documents on Shabbat because we're afraid that a person who reads regular documents might end up being involved with his regular weekday tasks on Shabbat. And we say that, we say in the Pasuk, in Navi, the way you honor Shabbat, which of course is Deoraita, is not to go, go about doing your things. And therefore, the rabbis made a surah to read your mail or your bills on Shabbat. My Benayu, what's the difference between him? The difference between them is the case. In other words, what's the difference between the two reasons, whether or not you might read from Shtetot, or maybe you might erase. Let's say it's written on, on a wall, right? Umidli, and it's written very high up. According to the one who says the problem is that you might erase, we don't have to worry about it because it's so high on the wall, we're not going to worry that you're going to climb up to erase it. 
But according to the one who's worried that may, if you read that, you might reach the head to talk, which is Asur, we are worried, and you would not be able to do to read from a list that's high on the wall. Ask the Gemara. Why aren't we worried? Even the one who says Shemim Chok, why isn't he worried about Shtehel Detot? Right? And the two, another question, the Shemim Chok Lo Chashinan, why aren't you also worried about maybe you might erase the two, even if it's on a wall? So what did it tie up? V'hatanan didn't we learn? Lo Yikreh the Orhaner. On Shabbat, there's a Gizinan not to read the Orhaner because we're afraid that you might tilt the candle at the end. Uh, inadvertently and forget the Shabbat while you're preoccupied in reading you might tilt the candle and that gives it up the rabbis even if it's two stories tall and it takes a whole ladder to get up there is it's still asur even if it's two more two um, yokes higher than that. Even if it's uh, ten houses tall, you still not allowed to read. The rabbis make what's the rabbis make a gezerah? They make a gezerah. So the same way the rabbis made a gezerah by the candle and doesn't make them how high it is. Wouldn't the rabbis make the same gezerah by the writing? And therefore, why would you say the difference between them is a case where the writing is high? Regardless, it should be asur. Ela Ika Benaya rather says, you know what the difference between is? The katav akotel umitate. Let's say you have to bend down to get on the wall. If you were about Shimim Chok, we're worried that you might erase it. But according to one who says Shemikra, we're not worried. Shiguda Bishtara Lo Michlif. Because a person knows the difference between reading on a wall. And reading on a star. It looks different. According to the one who's worried about maybe you'll read, why isn't he worried maybe you'll race? He should worry about that also. If a person engraved it on a piece of wood. Or you have a, 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 a different type of board, of clipboard. According to the one who says, we're not worried because it's very hard to erase. And therefore, you're going to remember that it's Shabbat. You know, when you have a, something that's easy to erase with an eraser, it's easy. But if you have something that takes a whole chisel to erase, it's much harder. And you can remember. But maybe you'll read that we're still worried. Why, why would that? Each one should be worried about the other one too. Why aren't worried? Maybe you'll read, even though even the Shemim Chok Rabbi. And maybe you'll tell me, oh, people don't, people don't confuse a wooden tablet with a star, and therefore they won't come to read. Right, we said in the Brayta that you're allowed to count your guests. How many you're putting outside, how many you're putting inside. 
and how many different courses you're going to give each one. And it could read it from the, what's written on the wall, but not what's on the tabla. Right? Now, what's the case that you're allowed to do it from, from the wall, but not the If the case is that, you, that it's written regularly, then what's the difference if it's on the wall or on the thing? Why should it be a difference? El must be that you engraved it. So you see that even a tabla, even if it's written in a tabla, people will make a difference. Because so, even over here, even though it's even though it's engraved, it's a problem on the wall. I'm sorry, it's a problem on the tabla. So says the Gemara. Must be we're talking about a case where it's really high on the wall, right? And this day you asked, oh, don't the rabbis make, doesn't make a difference how high it is even by the nair? The rabba tanaihu. Really, that's a machloket tanaim, whether or not the height makes a difference or not. In one tana, taka holds that it's the same thing if, even if it's very, very tall. And there's another tana who holds that, that tall is okay, and we're going like that tana. Why? The tanya, we learned in the Brighta, Mone Adam et Orchavet, Parapotami Pi, now, what, when, when Acha allows on the wall, how does he let it on the wall? If it's written in a place where it could be, it could be erased easily, you should worry about maybe you can write it. It must be that it's very, very high. And we see from here that Rav Acha disagrees with Tanakama. Therefore, our Mishnah could be going like that Tana. So it says the Gemara Bahani Tanai, Kahani Tanai, and the Tanaim in the Mishnah who say that go like the other Tanaim, the Tanya, because we learned, and Noim Bimal Ebla Shabbat. You're not allowed to look in a mirror on Shabbat because we're afraid that if you look through the mirror, you used to have these handheld mirrors, we're afraid if you look in the mirror, you might see um, uneven hairs of your beard and you'll uh, cut them off. And that's Asur on Shabbat. Remeir would allow if the, if the mirror is on the wall. Why if the mirror is on the wall does it make a difference? If you're worried about it, the reason why it's on the wall might be okay is because since you have time to get to it, uh, you have to go from the wall to go get your scissors. We're worried, we know that you're going to remember that it's Shabbat and you won't cut it off. So the Moses says, even if it's not on the wall, while you're going to get it, Mitka, you're going to remember. What's the difference if it's on the wall or not? Either way, the time you're going to take to go get the scissors, you should remember, says the Gemara. Over there, we're talking about a mirror that's made out of metal. It's a metal mirror that's polished very, very thin. So you can see yourself in the mirror. Why they say that a metal mirror is a sewer? 
Seems like the person at the edge of the mirror was very sharp. And if a person would see a long hair that wasn't taken care of for the last haircut, he might use the sharp edge of the mirror to cut the long hair. And that's what we're worried about. But while it's on the wall, it's okay. And therefore, that's why Remeyer is allowing it if it's on the wall. And this same machloket with on-the-wall, off-the-wall mirrors, whether or not we're worried that you're going to go from an, from an on-the-wall mirror to go get a, a scissors, is the same rabbi who is a mayor who allows that, is the same rabbi who will, who will allow also a writing on a wall that's very, very high because we're not worried that you're going to go get it. The same, the same idea. We learned in a brighter. If you have um, pictures on the wall of um, animals, right? And you write under the picture, this is a leopard, this is a giraffe. Or under a portrait that's, written, that's on the wall, it says the name George Washington. You're not allowed to read that on Shabbat. But to look at the picture, can't look at it even on a weekday because uh, it says you're not allowed to look at other gods and people used to worship those things. My Talmud, how do we see this Masuk? Don't look at their Medatrim. Elilim Medatrim. Which means the things that they made don't look at those things. According to Tosa Ford, however, this is only referring to pictures on a wall that was made for Avodazara. But if it wasn't made for Avodazara, it's not included. We said in the Mishnah that a person is allowed to make a raffle with his kids as long as you don't try to get, do a bigger portion opposite a smaller portion for the kids. Says the Gemara. When the Mishnah point designates your children, why does it designate your children? You should do it with anyone. What's the thing? If the guy's not your kid, you can't make a raffle? My Tama, why not? Right? People who are part of a group and they might be that whenever they took some, take something from each other, it's borrowing. They over on Mida, There's a sword on Shabbat for the rabbis for a person to. Uh, take something from a store in an exact measure. So if, let's say in the olden days where you have an Eruf, and a person could walk into a store on Shabbat and take something, you're not allowed to take an exact amount. You can't say, I want one pint and measure it. You're allowed to take around a pint without being exact. So if a person's eating with his friends and everyone's with their own kibbehs, and one guy says, listen, you ate one of my kibbehs, you owe me 50 cents. If a person does that, He's over on Mishkal and Minyan because he's lending something to his friend on Shabbat in a specific number. Also, he's borrowing and and he's uh, and he's paying back on Yom Tov, which is Asur. Uh, 
Like we said before, you over on the beat because we said before that if you do a, a small amount, it's a problem. It's not like we mentioned two, two times ago. It could be, it could be a problem that if the price of the kibbe goes up, you might be over. So says Gemara, So now we just said that we understand that a raffle is a problem. Making a raffle to get a bigger piece of chicken is a problem because you're not allowed to be strict about the size of the chicken. So if so, why are you allowed to make a raffle in your house? It should be the same problem. No. You're allowed to give ribit to your children because you want to show them how bad ribit is. Because since... Now, why are you allowed to do this? Because since in your house... There's no debate. Everyone's on your table and you're paying everyone's bills. So that's not really called interest if you charge somebody, you give a person a smaller or bigger piece because of that. Then why can't you do a big portion opposite a small portion? Why? Really you can. Really the Mishnah is missing something. This is what it would say. Okay? You can even have a big one and a small one with your kids. My time out. What's the reason? Now he says that since you're in your house, it's not called lending. Why can you do it with your family, not anyone else? Same reason. Like who says that the reason why you can't do it with other people is because Shmuel says that, that, that you're over on Meshkal Minyan on, on borrowing an exact amount when you do this. Now it says the Gemara, Why is it Asur to other people during the week? You're not allowed to do that because that's like gambling. And we learned before that a gambler is... We said in the Mishnah that you're allowed to make a raffle for Kodashim on Yom Tov, but not on old manot. Not if the raffle is for parts of the Korbanot that are from before Shabbat started. Says the Gemara, My Avalo Amanot, Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Bredi Rabbi Yaakov, Avalo Amanot Shel Chol Bi Yom Tov. Ask the Gemara Pshita. This statement of the rabbi is obvious. So they know. Mahu the tema I might have thunk. Ho'il viktiv v'am v'imecha k'merivi kohen. Since we see the pasuk which mentions imecha k'merivi kohen, which indicates that kohanim could sometimes get into fights. Afilu manot techol nami. You might think that the rabbis would allow a raffle, even for distributing portions of weekday korbanot. Says the Gemara, no, Kamash that we don't. Any time a person's action causes his friend to get punished, Hashem will not take him into his mechitza. 
מנעלן הרווינו. אילם שום דכתיבה יאמר השם מי יפתה את אחיו יעל ויפות ברמות גלעד. If it's because we see a פסוק that when אחיו uh, killed נבות, נבות, in order because he was he was jealous of his field he caused this guy Navot who he was wanted his field to forfeit his field by killing him with false testimony later Hashem wanted to punish Achav and Hashem says the Pasuk says Hashem says who will fool Achav to to be able to attack the Goyim and fall in Ramot Gilad during the during the battle So a spirit came in front of Hashem and said, I will do it. And the spirit agreed that he would be the false word in the Nevi'im who would induce Achav to go to the battle that he will ultimately die in. So Hashem told the, the spirit, seduce him, convince him, and you will be able to do it. And go out. And go out and do it. And the Gemara asks, who was this Ruach? Who was this, the spirit that convinced him? Whose spirit was it? This was actually the spirit of the murdered guy. So why did Hashem end off the words with Tse? Amarav, Tse Michisati. Hashem was saying, leave my area. Because even though I'm using you, and you, but because the spirit wanted to cause the destruction of the evildoers, Hashem doesn't want that spirit with him. So that fits with what we said. No, that's not a proof. Maybe that's not the reason why Hashem told him to leave. Maybe Hashem told him to leave because in order to do, really Hashem will allow people who, to punish others. It's just that Hashem doesn't like falsehood. And since the, the method that this, um, this spirit was going to use to convince him was through a Nevi Sheker telling him to go to battle when he shouldn't have, maybe that's why he wasn't allowed. El Rather, we have another place to learn it from. We're going to learn it from this thing. It says... Savata kalon michavod shete gam ata v'harel tisov alecha kos yamin Hashem v'kil kalon al kevodecha. This is happening when Nebuchadnezzar had captured Zedekiah, and he wanted to abuse every one of the kings that he captured. And before he was about to abuse Zedekiah, Hashem caused uh, Hashem caused. Uh, so we thought that this pasuk, which indicates that Zedekiah caused the um, punishment of Nebuchadnezzar that his orla stretched for 300 ama when he was trying to have relations with Tzidkiah. We thought that that punishment, because he got punished because of Tzidkiah, that's why the Pasuk mentions that gam uh, drink it, you and Nebuchadnezzar. So the Gemara has two problems. First of all, the whole pasuk is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. 
And the second problem, tzedikiyah, tzedikiyah, my have the mevet. What do what tzedikah, tzedikiyah was is called a tzedik. So what do you expect him to do? The guy was trying to abuse him. He didn't cause for call for his destruction. At the time when he tried to do the tzedik like that, this is what happened to him that he got punished and it became three hundred ama. But we see from here that. He's called a Sadiq, so obviously it wasn't his fault. How could you blame him for that? So that can't be the source, again, that when a Sadiq punishes somebody else, he get, that when a person causes someone else's punishment, he's out of Hashem's mechitzah. El Mahacha, rather here is what it is. Even punishment for a Sadiq is not good. And Lotov, El Ra. Whenever you see the word Lotov, it means that it's bad. Which means Hashem is a Sadiq, and therefore you can't stay in Hashem's presence if you're evil, if you're causing evil. How do we know that the word Chalashim is a Lashon of Pura, of a raffle? We never saw that before, says the Gemara. Pur, like Purim, the raffle of Purim. Right? Because it says, The king would make a raffle to decide which one of the captured kings that were in his possession was his day to be abused by Nebuchadnezzar. As long as Nebuchadnezzar was around, they, there wasn't laughter in the mouth of any creature. After Nebuchadnezzar died, after he died, it says that the whole land, they, they, they broke out in happiness. That sounds like till now, there was no Rina. Rina is one of the seven Lashonot of happiness. Gila, Rina, Ditsa. Amar Yitzchak, Amar Yitzchak, Asur la'amod b'betosh el-Torasha. You're not allowed to stand in the place of, of that, that evil man, Nebuchadnezzar. Shneimar b'nevu'ah, because it says, it talks about his house and it says that after he dies it's going to be destroyed no one's going to live there and the uh, the it says that the the spirits the evil spirits are going to be there and therefore when people go there the spirits are going to leave and therefore when you go there you're stopping if a person goes to visit the palace he's going to stop Hashem from causing destruction on this guy. This is, this is the quote that was said before, the Gemara didn't explain. The, the skin of the Brit Milah, which Goyim still have on their body, extended 300 and what? Around 450 feet. 
and it was so big that everyone who was sitting there had it in front of him. So it was very embarrassing, obviously, for him. Because the Pasuk says, drink you, and it calls him the uncircumcised. The reason why it calls him the uncircumcised is because the word arel, bigematria shloshmot, is gematria uh, 300. You have uh, resh, which is 200, ayin 70, lamed is 30. It comes at the 300. That's how long the arel of him ended up as a punishment for trying to do it to Tzidkiyahu. It's an interesting story that when he went to Gehinam, of course, that's where he was going. When he got there, all the people in Gehinam got scared. Maybe he's coming to rule over us over here. They weren't sure. Maybe he's coming to get punished like everybody else. It says, the Pasuk says, uh, that the people who go to Gehinam, they say the words, are you also like us, or are you ruling over us? So Batkol came out and said, which is the rest of the Pasuk, uh, who, who are you scared from? This guy, is, and it refers him to the Arel, which is obviously, um, obviously Nebuchadnezzar, and he's the one with the he's the famous guy with the Arel and you'll see that uh, you're all sitting together in Gehinam now Pasuk also says Ech Shavta Noge Shavta Medhava how when Nebuchadnezzar dies it says That it's calling Bavel and says Shafta Midhava Midheva that we that the Madheva referring to Bavel Shafta is finally resting. Shafta Umazu that means that this, this when Bavel was conquered this this nation that was called Madhava which is Midod. It's called Madhava because Madod Vahava. Measure it and bring it. That's what they used to do with taxes. They used to say, measure your taxes and bring them. Or Madhava means a lot, a lot give. Without even measure. They weren't even measuring it. They were saying, just bring all your money. And they were taking all the money of the countries that they took conquered. The Pasuk says, they gave me an extra revu. Hashem gave me extra gidula, right? Amar bihuda amar rab, give me about Abba. Menamed shiravav al arizachar, the kashar tanin, perosho, the kaima shneemar, gamet chayazin atati lo leovdo. That means that Nuchanetza rode on a male lion, and also he. he had a big, he tied a snake on his head, on the head of the lion, to show that Hashem, what Hashem said in Yirmiyah, that, that Nebuchadnezzar didn't just rule over people, Hashem also made him rule over the animals of the field, 
before, before his big fall, Hashem gave him rulership over all these things. Now we're up to the brand new Mishnah.